You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. I don't believe it. I simply cannot believe it. Hey, you know what? I started the show. I'm 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 talking about Geekiest Show Ever, episode 135, and what does he do? He disconnects me. He just hangs up I, on me. What a rude bastard. I disconnected you because I couldn't hear you and you were jumping around the screen. Well, I did that anyway. That's the energy I bring to the show, Kevin. Energy my ass. Anyway, Kevin, how are you this week? <laughs> I'm fine. I don't know. We had a, a Skype hiccup there and... Uh, Things seem to have gone a bit awry, as we like well, to say. Well, you know, it, it's Skype. What can you say? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm still amazed every time. We, we bitch and complain about technology, but I'm still amazed that we can even see each other and have a video conversation. It, it's just incredible technology. It, it's absolutely amazing. I, God knows, you know, what will happen if we ever get, you know, holographic technology, uh, <laughs> you know, to see each other. That, that could be yeah. rather interesting. Especially after last week, the uh, <laughs> yes, 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 and uh, you know, I, I'll ju- we'll just attribute to the NSA needed the bandwidth. Yeah, you know, thank God Obama actually is trying to tone down what the NSA is doing. But you know, Kevin, we joke about the NSA all the time, and of course, being an Australian, to me, it's not really that much of an issue. It's more an American issue, and more a, a, a security within America's borders, as far as I'm aware. But is it, do you class privacy as being something that's that's worth keeping, or do you just say, well, we're out there, we're all connected, there's not really much privacy? And, you know, look, I, I like privacy when it comes to stuff like my bank accounts and, and you know, what porn sites I go and visit and, and stuff like that. <laughs> you know, I mean, you've got to have priorities here, people. Uh, but... You sort of have certain things that you want to keep private. Like, I don't like my kids going up on social networking sites like Facebook or Twitter. You notice I, I, I rarely uh, pu- publish a picture of my kids uh, anywhere socially. I just, I try to avoid that. But then there's other things where, you know, I don't I don't care about other things. And do you think most of America is the same or is it, is it, is it very much a, a group of people who are concerned about the privacy of, of what the government has access to? I don't know. That's a good question. I, I hear a lot from the both of the uh, polar opposites, you know, the people that are saying, you know, why well, privacy is dead, uh, who, whoever it is, a lot of people say that, and the other people still trying to remain, keep their privacy. I, I try to strike a balance somewhere in between, um, but I don't know. And saying I'm normal is kind of a stretch, in any shape, form, or fashion, but, you know, I don't know, I, I you know, I got some people, I, I really do, I have some people that just, they throw everything out there, I mean, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll almost post their social security number, and oh, bank look, account I, I, numbers I've seen online. It. Some of the younger generation, especially, and, you know, I sound like I'm an old fart here, but, but the generation after mine, they've got no worries with, uh, you know, taking a, a picture of their driver's license, which in Australia shows your address, date of birth, um, and, and all your, your private information that can that is a major source of identification. They'll just take a picture and put it on Facebook. 
I just, yeah. I, I, I've seen it, honestly, with family members too. that have done it. And I'm like, I, I send them a message straight away and saying, listen, I know you don't pay any attention to what I say, but this is your only and major form of ID, unless you have a passport and, and your birth certificate there as well. You know, in, in Australia, I think the driver's license is still around about 70% out of 100% uh, of an ID check when when you go to a bank to get a loan, or when you uh, you know go and purchase anything on on loan terms, it, it's all uh, around that. Here's your license; it, it's worth a lot, and it's so easy to forge it and, and and fake it, and people do, and 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 there's people all around the world who are doing this, and and it can wreck things like your credit rating. So. I think really we're seeing, just going back to do we look at privacy as being an issue, I think the younger generation is going to force us away from from privacy, if that makes sense. I think your generation, my generation, because we were used to privacy, because we were used to saying, hey, no, here's the door to our world, this is enough. We want our private time, we want what's behind this this wall and, and this door to be just for us and the immediate people who we gain, uh, give access to. Whereas the the younger generation, again, they don't see that. They just have everything as open. And it, it's it's scary in a way. And, you know, yeah, every, it, it, every generation has to have, make their mark. So that they have to do this. Otherwise, they'll get lost in translation. It just it, They won't exist. But... It's good to see, but it's also scary for the future. Yeah, I, I don't know. My kids are very much more the orientation that uh, we are. They're, you know, more private with information and stuff like that. So, but they're a generation or two behind you, you old fart. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they're going to be the same generation as your kids. Yeah. So, so uh, I I don't know, and I do not allow my kids uh, very little. If any interaction on social media, they're not allowed. I don't allow Facebook. I don't allow Twitter accounts. A lot of that stuff I have just turned off. They can't yep. get to it. Uh, my wife has no interest in it, so that makes it easy for her. Mm-hmm. And pretty much the only thing I use is uh, Twitter. I mean, I, I, I refuse to put my foot in the cesspool that is Facebook. I do jump into Google Plus once in a while. Um, I would like to spend more time in Google Plus, but Google Plus for me requires I have to pay more attention, I guess is the way, and I have to think more about what I'm doing where Twitter's very short form conversation. Mm-hmm. So if I had the time that I could de- de- devote to it, I probably would spend more time in Google Plus. I love it. It's a great it's a great way to interact. Um but I don't know about the privacy things. I do see people, I know plenty of pe- kids, I'll call them kids, they'll just share just about anything with you, as we said. I mean, they'll, they'll just throw it out there, you know, and the whole factor of, of Foursquare and all that kind of stuff, they're checking in here. Then they're putting out there, you know, uh, what is it, Get Get Glue? I think it is, or something like that, mm. where you tell everybody what you're watching on TV and everything like that. It's kind of like a social watching of television and and i'm going but okay so you you let people start to see your patterns 
that every Tuesday mm. night you're doing this or every Wednesday night you're going bowling or every Thursday night you're oh, bowling. That really dates me. <laughs> <laughs> every Wednesday night you're going to, you're going clubbing. Let's use the, let's use oh, the, what the kids do. Something you I know. can't stand, but yes. No, I, I say, and, and if you, I suppose if you look at that data pattern, then, then that can be used either against you or for you know selling information to advertisers who will then market to specific audiences at that time i suppose it's it really is a, a whole big data mining exercise whether it's it's corporate uh enterprise or whether it's government it's it's mining someone's data and, and certainly it is a scary world when so much is out there and users have the control to turn it off but they a lot of them don't yeah, I, I'm trying to remember there was something I came across earlier this week, and I, it was talking about something, I don't know whether it was, it might have been the thing with Google+, Plus or where Google's starting to allow anybody they want, if you've got them circled, they can email you and yeah, all that. Yeah, I heard about that. And then, you know, all these other things like that, so they just keep, you know, throwing your stuff out there, and it just makes you pull back further and further and further and where at one time my circle of friends was expanding. I mean, as I say, well, since our friend Jane is no longer living in Australia, so I think you or Rose are probably the furthest away, mm-hmm. going west that I know, and then going east. Well, Rose probably... wrote, beats me because she's uh, down south. So, Okay, so, so Ro- I got Rose to Paul Shadwell or Nightwise, one of the two. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, I've got a broad scope of friends, you know, that because I reached out and, and made friends across the world, across the country and things like that. Um, so, you know, it's, I don't know, it's just kind of weird. And, and and I'm not sure how to deal with it anymore in some ways. You know, Kevin, I, I've often thought about, and this would take a lot of work on, on my behalf, but I've often thought about what would it be like to actually attach a central forum to say for instance my website or just a forum in general there was the the mark greentree forum for lack of a better term to where everyone who i associate with and everyone who i'm friends with could come on board and it would be this private confidential area where we could all just have conversations back and forth in an open way but it would all be password driven and it would just be for us. It wouldn't be part of the public domain. And, you know, it's just one of those theories that I've got is we've seen what social networks are. Do we now need to start moving off social networks and back into almost like news groups, chat groups, uh, that kind of thing where it's very much locked down back to the forums almost uh, that we used to you know, frequent oh. 10 years ago. Well, I don't know if we need to go that far back, but I think we need to pull back some. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure people are calling you old fuddy-duddy, privacy's dead type of situation. <laughs> I know that. But, I mean, some there, there's got to be a happy medium somewhere. Just like with the government snooping on things and, you know, that sort of thing, There, there's got to be a happy medium where I want to be protected but every time I go to the bathroom, I don't need the drone flying over to see whether I'm which way what I'm doing in the bathroom type of situation. Definitely. So, so you know, it's it's there's there's a balance there, and I'm not sure where to strike it. 
And, you know, um, I, I think it would be different, too, if the government was using this monitoring technology to improve uh, public services for the people for the people of their country. So, for instance, if you talk about uh, monitoring where people are, where they're checking in, uh, whether they're on the interstate or not, uh, monitoring traffic congestion to then go and put other infrastructure in to fix problems, then you could say, well, hey, them delving into a bit of our privacy to see where we move around, almost like a SimCity kind of controller, to then be able to, you know, stop gridlock issues and, and stop problems occurring and whatnot that would be cool but they're not really doing that from what i understand so you know yeah th- there's that it, again a fine line of, of what's what what's for the better good and what's just pure evil yeah i it, that's exactly it you know it's just like um the uh, self-driving cars and and all this sort of thing yeah, I'm, I'll have to admit, I'm the first one that would like to be able to go out, get in the car in the morning, go to work, and take a nap for the 40, <laughs> 40 minutes, you know, 45 minutes to an hour I spend on the road. It'd be nice to have a little nap, wake up at work, you know, go in, then get a cup of coffee and, you know, be hmm. regenerated there and, and, and be be ready to go because God knows on a Monday morning after dealing with you on a Sunday night when we record. <laughs> God only knows. I mean, the only saving grace is getting to talk to your lovely wife afterwards. <laughs> I like that. Oh, such, such friendship there, Kevin. <laughs> can you feel the love? I, I can. It, it, it's just coming through the screen at me. I feel so loved and wanted. Oh. Okay, I didn't stop him that time because I wanted the <laughs> listeners to just feel a little bit sick to their gut. Because you could actually hear the kisses come across. Oh, you should have seen. Oh, no, no, don't kiss your cat. Oh, my God, Jesus. Oh, God, what Kevin does with his technology, I tell you. Oh, I don't want to know what he does after dark, I'll tell you that much now. Uh, That's what I've been uploading to our shared Dropbox. (laughs) Wonderful. Yay. And I'm going to share it with everyone. I'll put it out on, I don't know, YouTube or something. Go and let's... Pump it out to the world. <laughs> you know, I had to laugh, though. There was, there's a show on in the United States now called um, The Crazy Ones. It's with Robin Williams, who I yeah, I've heard thoroughly. Of and there was something about the, his daughter was going to, was trying to hook up with this guy, and everybody in the office was getting sick. She didn't want to get sick so she could go out with this guy. And this other girl that's kind of crazy in a weird sort of way. <laughs> was saying, oh, if you're going to send him a selfie, if it's a topless one, make sure not to include your face in case it gets out, you know, and things like that. And I think about, and I've seen uh, some of those bad pictures that that they circulate when somebody takes a selfie and, 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 you know, it's something terrible. There's this one poor girl girl that was trying to take a a selfie of herself, you know, in her underwear, and -hmm. she's holding the camera up, she's taking a selfie, and she's in the bathroom. But when you look over her shoulder into the toilet, she's just taking a huge dump. Oh, gross. <laughs> it's all floating in the toilet. Oh. I mean, I, I, honestly, I, I don't I don't do the selfie thing. I, I don't think. Please, if I if I have, call me a liar. But I other than maybe if I've got a cool t shirt on, maybe I'll take a picture of the t shirt wearing the t shirt or something. But generally I don't like it. I just I look at the selfie and I go, Really? who wants to see another picture of me? It's like food shots on Twitter. 
I don't care what you're eating. Don't care. Yes, yes you do. No, I don't. Stupid thing is, though, Kevin, I actually open them and look at them. Isn't that's a, a friggin' illness that that is? You know, people put pictures on there. Ooh, I can click on the picture. But what's worse is Instagram, where it's got the video now. I think it's yeah. Instagram. And you click on it and it starts playing the video and it's like, no, I'm I'm trying to watch a movie here. I, you know, I don't want to be interrupted. I just, or, you know, I'm watching something with the family and the kids don't need to, to know something. Ooh, chocolate. That's what I'm eating. <laughs> By the way, we, we cleaned off another box of the peeps this last week. Oh, now, did you? Well, let me put it this way. It didn't actually last a week. We kind of opened them in the morning, and by night time, they were gone. That's a long time for a box of peeps to last. I know, I know. I felt sorry for the little peeps, though. That most of the time in our house, they, they're lucky if they last between the time the cellophane comes off and it hits the floor. <laughs> yeah, well, pretty much we were almost the same. I, I, we've got what, I think we've got one box left, and uh, that'll be going quickly, too. As I said to you, I put them in the fridge... Beautiful and cold. Oh, lovely. Just There'll be more peeps. Wonderful. There'll be more peeps. You Ooh. shall get peeps out, peep the, out the arse. More, more peep shows. <laughs> you'll, you'll, have peeps, you'll have peeps out the arse. <laughs> now, now, Kevin, speaking of peeps, we got a little bit of feedback from Tim Chatham um, on, on the pure audio topic I was discussing last week. And Ronnie, shame on you. You still haven't got back to us, mate. What, what's the matter? Did we say something to offend you? Or did we offend the man who shall remain nameless and he won't let you give us any feedback anymore? What's happened, big fella? Let us know. Let us know. We come miss on, you. Come on, Ronnie. We love you, dude. We, you know, it's total bromance for you and Mark, and we just want to have you out there. We want to hear from you. Yeah, you know what? Maybe he's just stopped listening to the show because he can't stand <laughs> us anymore, mate. Maybe he's gone, these two guys are just off the chart insane and I cannot do it. So uh, if anyone knows where Ronnie is, Ronnie, we're still here for you, even if you're not for us. Anyway, uh, <laughs> anyway, Tim Chatton, um, T- Tim's a very diverse fella. He, uh, he, he does the, um, Nintendo Club podcast. If anyone hasn't yep. listened to that, go and check it out. If you're into, uh, Nintendo, he does it live too on, on, uh, Google Plus, and then it goes on on YouTube and and go across there, click on his ad link because it gives him a few cents, literally if only a few cents, but it helps him out and helps him buy all those Nintendo DSs that he he has each and every year. Like I think I, seven I, or eight this year. I've I've lost count. It, it's it's pure insanity, but uh, I got to give him credit. If I if I was his age and single without kids, I'd be doing the same thing. You could be your age and single if you're not careful. Yeah, but I don't want to go down that track. I would be a shell of a man. I would be nothing without my family. And that's the biggest compliment I can pay them. So there you go. Yeah, uh, I'd have to agree. <laughs> well, I'm glad you agree. But uh, no, look, it's one of those things. Having a, having a family is a wonderful thing. Although you do get to that stage where it's like, oh, geez, I, I really wish that I could do this without having to ask permission. Yeah, you know, but it's not as much permission as it is. I mean, when you can say you're asking permission, but really you're thinking, you know, is this for the greater good of the family? Yeah, you always sort of thinking differently, I, I guess, which is, uh, look, it's a good way, you know, that... 
I'm not going to complain about it because I, I personally uh, don't have anything bad to say. It's it's uh, it's the way it is. It, it just means that you spend your money a little bit wiser. And when I say wiser, and I'm not by any stretch of the imagination saying that Tim's wasting his money, but but instead of buying uh, two things, I buy one thing um, kind of thing. Well, he, so and well, then I can spend the, it elsewhere. He has the luxury of having disposable income that you and I don't have. Yes. Yes, lucky devil, lucky devil. Anyway, uh, he was telling me, he was a, a big Super Audio CD guy back in the day. And, uh, you know, we spoke about that last week. And, and for anyone listening, I won't bore you on, on the topic because I know that I'll put Kevin to sleep because he's not the biggest music fan. Uh, but go to Wikipedia and just look up SACD in there. Uh, Kevin, wake up, wake up. We're not... Kevin, Kevin. What, 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 what? I'm here, I'm here. Yeah, so you just go to Wikipedia, look up uh, Super Audio CD or just SACD and then you'll see what it is. Kevin! <laughs> Kevin! Yes? Wake up! Yes. Oh my God, it's like... Oh, he, he's, it's like he's got insomnia or something. Anyway, uh, so Tim was saying that he actually picked up one of these uh, Pure Audio Blu-rays after I raved about the format and so forth. So he picked up Love Supreme, and uh, that's actually on my wish list uh, to John Coltrane. Uh, please tell me that's the right one, Tim. Oh, jeez, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. Anyway, it's on my wish list. hasn't arrived yet. Uh, but he said it's great. He loves it. But he doesn't believe it. it's quite as good as, as the uh, Super Audio CD version he had. And I, you know what? I've heard that a lot uh, from a lot of uh, people that say that their audio files. As, as I've said in the past, I'm a music file. I just love music. Uh, but you know what? Super Audio CD, you got to have a, a, a deck that actually supports it, either a Blu-ray player that supports it or a proper uh, actual uh, CD player that supports Super Audio CD. So... It's more a niche market. It's still a very popular market, and they're still releasing new, great quality albums on there. Uh, but it's very small, very small market. And I thought I'd, I'd bore you a little bit further, and uh, just so that, because, you know, well, Kevin, Tim Tim likes this format, so i got one person who likes it. i got to push it. i got to push it, because the more people that buy it, the more common it's going to get. I convinced one person. That works for me. So anyway, Tim, I'm talking to you, right to you and to anyone else interested. I, I picked up Beethoven's uh, number five and number seven symphonies, uh, and that's the, the Carlos Kleebler uh, copy that uh, has been... Um, it was done in 75, and it's been put in every single audiophile format ever known. It, it's just a magnificent classical album, absolutely brilliant. Uh, if you like classical music, Bart, if you're listening to the show, I'm sure you've got it. But if you don't have it on Pure Audio, get it on that. And I'm referring to Bart B. Shots, who does the new Apple podcast on the Stoplight Network, which is called, Kevin... Let's Talk Apple. Thank you. I couldn't remember, so I knew you would. <laughs> I listened to it. Of course I remember. There you go. Um, I was going to say, Ludwig von Beethoven, I do like his music. Oh, well, you... you... Get a Blu-ray player and get this. Trust me, you will not regret it. Just listen to it on iTunes even, just to get a sample of it. Beautiful quality, beautiful music. Absolutely wonderful. And the other album I got on the complete flip side of the coin, Punk Rock, Nirvana's uh, In Utero album. And you know what? It's a good album, but i got to tell you, the pure audio version of this, don't get it. Go and get the deluxe CD or get the standard CD. 
it's not as polished as I would like to say it. Uh, in comparison to all my other pure audio discs, this one is the one that sucks the most. It just the the clarity and, and just the depth um, just isn't there. I, I don't know what they did, but it's only a two channel. Uh, it's not a five point one surround uh, channel format, so that could have been it. But I swear it's just the same master as the the CD remasters that came out. It's just been upsampled. It, it, no, wait, just it does not sound unique. Nirvana, Nirvana. Is that Kurt Cobain? Yes, the guy that chewed on the shotgun. Yep. Okay. I, I, I know of that, them. Yeah, that, that album that I was referring to was their third and final album. Uh, and actually, okay. I, I think from memory, he killed himself a couple of weeks after it was released. Um, so they actually never toured off that album. And, and that's just from memory. So I may be incorrect there. But uh, I'm pretty sure it was soon after that was released, uh, he, he killed himself. So, you know, it's a, it's a shame when artists uh, go and do that. But. You know, what it, what it proves in, in one way is that fame and fortune isn't necessarily what it, what it's made out to be, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I, I understand that. I Again, I'm not familiar. That's kind of past the time when or I had transitioned back to listen to a little more country music at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, matter of fact, after our discussion last week, you did inspire me to go upstairs and get one of my box sets. Ooh, wow. But it's a... Co- but it's cassettes. It's actually cassettes. Yes. And, and, and what I haven't was listened the to it yet. Oh. But you got... You, uh, hey, you made the first step, you went, and you got it. Yeah, it's a... Uh, it's. Well, I'm trying to look at it. I can't get it. It's Patsy Cline's Greatest collection, greatest Hits Collection. Ooh, she's not, I she's love, not bad. I love Patsy Cline. And she's actually from the town I live in. Wow. She's from Very here. Cool. Yeah. Awesome stuff. Well, you yeah, got you got to put it on. So once we're finished here, at least listen to one side of, of the first cassette before going to bed. To, no, I have to go to bed. I have to get my. Well, I won't okay. Say beauty. And yes, don't say beauty sleep because oh, geez, I see you every week, Kevin. I love you, big fella, but that ain't no beauty. Uh, <laughs> Wait a minute, which big fella? We're going down that road. No, again. No, 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 not not the hairy ferret one. You know. No, not that one. Kevin, Kevin, don't go there. Don't go there. <laughs> My God, he's disturbing. I, I swear if we did video, he'd be well behaved. If we did video for you guys, he wouldn't do this kind of stuff. Really? You think that would stop me? Yeah, probably not. <laughs> Knowing you, probably not. Yeah. So anyway, that, that's that's my latest uh, music uh, round of, of things. I've also got... Um, John Lennon's Imagine album, uh, pre-ordered on, on Purity. I know the guys in the UK already have it delivered, uh, and, and they're listening to it, and, and reports back at the moment are it's brilliant, it's worth getting. Uh, and I've got In the Mail coming, uh, Beethoven's uh, Number 9 Symphony. So uh, that's going to be good once it gets here as well. And, and Kevin's going, yes. Are you watching, like, football while I'm talking? No, I'm not watching. But I've got it up with the live updater on the other monitor here. What? Is this, is this a solo show with someone that just pipes in every five seconds? It would be if I could get get break in that often. Oh, so you're saying <laughs> that i got verbal diarrhea and I talk too much? No, never, my friend. I would never say such a thing. Well, 
while we're not, on that nev- topic, you never rant or anything like that. I would never. Well, say I'm, that. I'm glad to hear it because I, I I go out of my way to make sure that I don't talk over other people and I give every other people a fair go, even if they're full of crap. Yes, yes, Mark, you do. You, wait a minute, what's what you sent me to read? Yes, Mark. You do not talk over people as you say you don't. Did I read that right? Oh, wait a minute. I'm not supposed to say that. (laughs) That was not to be put on air, Kevin. Oh, I don't have any air right now. (laughs) Thank God. It could get a little bit stinky around there. Now, uh, talking about communication, though, Kevin, for my uni course, I'm I'm doing a, a presentation, PowerPoint presentation with a speech. So uh, I, I can bore my tutors and, and fellow students with my annoying little Australian voice. And uh, it's all about intercultural communication. And uh, basically, can you understand me? And, uh, you know, I, I've, I find it funny sometimes. <laughs> See, I, I, could, I can make him laugh. I, all I have to do is just say something honest. Well, yeah, communication... I'll have to admit that um, there has been the advantage to having friends all over the world. I've learned to speak the many versions of the English language that now exist. Oh, yes. Um, and it, it, it's just funny because one of my examples is uh, the, the television commercial that Toyota did, the car manufacturer. Uh, they did in, in the late 90s, and it was termed as the bucket commercial because... Basically, and, and Kevin's looking at me blank because he knows what bugger means in, in U.S. terminology. But in Australian slant, it's it's a term of, yes, Kevin, yes. Okay, Sodomy. just making sure. Yes. Uh, okay. But in, in Australian uh, vernacular, it, it's basically uh, a term of, of anger. So if you kick something and you hurt your toes, oh, bugger, you know. Or if you're having a bad day, oh, bugger, it's been a long day. It, it, it's that term of anger um, or, or just getting frustration out. And it's just funny how the different societies mean different things. The other day I got pulled up on, a, on an article that I, I wrote uh, for MacFusion. And uh, I, I actually wrote another article because the spellings were different, the meanings were different. And I put spelt in. And spelt is the past tense of spell, essentially. Uh, that's how I understood it. And, of course, then I got pulled up by... Uh, because in, in the US English version, spelt is actually a seed that farmers use and, and grow some sort of... It's equivalent to a seed uh, that, that's used in farming or something like that, a spelt. And I actually looked it up, and it is. And I'm like, oh, my God, I learn something new every single time I communicate between languages. Uh, and it's just... <laughs> It's really interesting because you know if if I turned if I turned around on this show for instance, and 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 just you say for instance you frustrated me on the topic and I'd turn around and say oh Kevin bugger off, well you would be really offended by that but I I didn't mean it in an offensive manner. Uh, yeah. It, it it's just one that get the frustration out and it's so interesting and intriguing how we can have. We're so close in societies and cultures. You know, if you look at, at UK English, American English, and Australian English, and, and the cultures surrounding those different uh, versions of English, we're very similar. We like the same types of things. We live the same uh, similar ways, and we live by the same kinds of beliefs and stuff like that. 
but then you've got such diversity in in what one word can mean and how you know it can mean one thing in in, in one country and oh, something yeah. else completely different. And you can understand when something's lost in the translation from, say, uh, Japanese to Australian English. You could understand that maybe there's a Japanese word or term that cannot be replicated perfectly in English. But you'd think English is English is English is English. It's all the same. But it's it's so unique, so different. I'm doing an entire thesis on it at the moment, and it's just it's intriguing me. There's more than I ever thought was possible. Uh, more diversity. It's, uh, it's well, you, quite amazing. I think one of the things that helped me learn the differences, and, and the old saying is, between the United States and UK, there were, were one people that separated by a common language. And the same thing could be said between here and Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, I, the one thing that helped me was, and, and this goes way back to something we talked about, is the fact that I watched so many English comedies that I started to pick up, you know, from the from the way the words were used, I started to pick up, well, I know what they said, and I know what that word, you know, they said, like, pass me a rubber. And I'm going, <laughs> okay, I don't think that's what they meant, what I know it as being. No, they meant an elastic band. <laughs> yes, or an eraser. <laughs> or an eraser, yeah, sometimes, yeah. So, so it's, you know, it's those, those little subtleties like that <laughs> That I, that I picked up, and for a long time I was going, everybody was going, oh, uh, Zed, or they were going, Zed this or Zed that. I'm going, what the hell is a Zed? You know? It's Z, it's just, I, 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 I lose who calls it Zed and who calls it Z. I, I, I don't really care anymore because you get so used to that, that multicultural approach that you, you just go, oh, yeah, I, I know what that is. It's the same with color and color. It's exactly the same word, exactly the same meaning, but we don't drop the U. So uh, we've got O-U-R, where you guys only have O-R. Um, and it, it's, it, I'd love to know the history behind these little subtle uh, differences, and I've got to look into it much deeper, and I've only just recently, really, in the last week or two weeks, started looking into it seriously. And I'll, I'll come, I'll, you know, as I get more of this uh, assessment done, I'll, I'll, I'll let you know on, on the coming weeks some of the other really funny things that are, are completely different. Uh, because I, I think it's, it's important you, in one way so that we can understand each other better, but it's also funny. But, you know, and, and I'm sure it's this way in other large countries, there's a fair amount of difference within regions in this country. Mm-hmm. I have enough friends in the Northeast region, and I live in the Mid-Atlantic to the Southeast region of the United States. There's enough difference in those languages or the words that are used there that even sometimes, you know, cause cause issues. And then you have the Midwesterns and and Southwest and, and you know, and all, and, and the Northeasterns or Northwesterns and stuff like that. And then the, wherever that guy he who shall remain nameless lives, I don't know. I think he lives out in the ocean somewhere. <laughs> no, I'm I'm kidding. I know where he lives now. He already slapped me down a couple times because I kept forgetting which state he lived in. But anyway, um, there's enough variation. I was having a conversation, I'm trying to remember who I was having the conversation with, and I used the word grits, and they went grits. What the hell is grits? Do you know what grits is? No, I don't. Okay. It's a food. It's a corn-based product. Um, 
I'm trying to think. It's a very fine corn-based product that you cook with uh, water and milk, and it's kind of like somewhere between a hot cereal type of thing, but not really hot. It's hard to explain. In the South, grits is something that everybody eats or you can get in any restaurant you walk in. You go up north, and I do it now just for fun, just to watch people's looks on their faces. I go in restaurants and try to order grits in the morning for breakfast, and they'll look at me. What the <laughs> hell are you talking about? <laughs> so you know, but I mean that's you know that's just within the United States. Then you start taking the difference between here and the UK, and I think you all use the same word: the word biscuits. Biscuits or you, bickies or uh, what else? But that means but that means cookies. Cookies, yeah. In this country, when you say biscuits. You're talking about a round dough thing, kind of like a roll, and they're more particular to rural America and uh, Midwestern and South and Southern America than they are anyplace else. But biscuits are a round doughy thing, not, not a not a not a sweet that you would eat, um, you know, after dinner or something like that when you eat a cookie or, or you know that sort of thing. So no, you there's, got, there's you got to little... have biscuits with your cup of tea. Yeah, well, that's it. That's how I figured it out because I was watching one of my favorite shows, Keeping Up Appearances. Mm-hmm. I love that show. And Hyacinth was serving tea with biscuits to her neighbor, Elizabeth. And I'm sitting there going, there's not biscuits, those are freaking cookies. <laughs> <laughs> and I went, oh, I get it. Yep. L- let me ask you, jelly and jam. Yeah. Wait, do you have both or do you only have one? We have both. Right, okay. Because that's always confused me because you've got Jell-O, which... That's something I, different. Yeah, isn't Jell-O jelly, though? No. Okay, jelly, so what's Jell-O, I, then? Jell-O is a dessert that I eat. So is jelly. No, jelly is something I put on my toast in the morning. No, that's jam. No, jam I can put on toast, too, as well as preserves. Jam and preserves are pretty much the same thing, as I understand it. Yes. Because jam has bigger pieces of fruit in it, correct? Yes. All right. That's, 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 they're both, but jelly in this country, like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, is just a fruit spread that you put on something. Jello is something that's, firms up in a bowl. Yes, you, and you, you sp- pour, pour hot water in with, with salt and then you put it in the fridge, it, it firms up, and then you eat it. That's jelly. Right. That's jello. No, that's jelly. That's jello. That's jelly. It's jello. All right. This is where we need to take a vote. Now, everyone listening, is it jelly or is it jello? I say it's jelly. Jelly's what I smear on my toast. Or my spit. You can't smear jelly on toast. It, it's going to be eaten with a spoon. It's a dessert. Jelly in this country is a smearable spread. Well, in this country and in the UK, it, it's completely different. Your, well, now, your so, jello is our jelly. Yeah, and now here's something. I know because, and I think I've mentioned, I know I've mentioned it before. We travel up to Pennsylvania a lot, up to the Dutch country, in Pennsylvania, Dutch country in Pennsylvania. And up there, you know where you might put the butter on the table or the jelly or jam on the table or something like that? They have one term for it in general. 
They put the schmear things on the table. We we term it spreads. Well, no, they say schmear things, and that's anything. That can be cream cheese. That can be butter. That can be jellies. That can be jams. It can be preserves. You know, it can be anything like that. But, but that, it's not jelly. Yes, but you can't put jelly on toast. Yeah, I can. You can. We can't. I'll send you some jelly to put on your toast. <laughs> Good grief. Uh, and as you can see, everyone listening at home, the intercultural communication is breaking down. Isn't it absolutely wonderful? It it, it, it truly is. And, you know, it, we've talked about it before, the differences in food and stuff like that. Uh, a good example, and I know you and I talked about it at one point, beetroot. Yes. You call it beetroot. You eat beetroot. Yes. We call them beets. We don't call them beetroots. We just call them beets. But see, it, 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 common sense would say it's beetroot because it's the root that you're eating. It's the beet root. What do you call a carrot? A carrot. But it's the root. Yeah, but it's just <laughs> semantics. That doesn't matter. <laughs> it's the carrot root. Hey, congratulations to the Seattle Seahawks. They're going to the Super Bowl. Anyway. And the, I've uh, got a really dedicated co-host there, don't I? Um, but no, I'm, I'm just saying that's you know, that's a good difference. You and I have talked. Because for a long time, and I finally said, I asked you one time, and I think we were just having a side conversation. What the hell is a beetroot? I said, we have beets. I don't know what a beetroot is. It was the same damn thing when we got to talking about it. Now, what I about potatoes? You mean potatoes? Potatoes. Potatoes. Oh, jeez. Oh, my God. Spuds? Spuds? No, potatoes, spuds, yeah. All the same thing. Oh, thank God. I was going to say, jeez. It's a root, too. Why are we talking about roots on this show? I'm, I'm starting to feel dirty. I know you should. The, uh, <laughs> But I'm saying, you know, beetroot, you call that a root, I call it a beet, I call it a carrot, I call it a potato. Now, we eat mashed potatoes so do i okay but i think in the uk and peter bird i'll call you out because i know you listen occasionally yeah gaz falls asleep to me so can't rely on him it's been asleep for the last 20 minutes anyway but i think over there they're called smashed potatoes i don't think they call it mashed i don't i think that's the right country and i could have that wrong i'd like to actually smash a potato Imagine that, getting a baked potato, throwing it up in the air, getting the good old baseball bat and going, boom, oh, the mess you'd make. That'd be so much fun. Poor little potato. I know, I like potatoes, so I better not do that. I love potatoes. Now, we call them taters, too. Yep, yep. Uh, We don't call them taters as much, but yeah, if if that's possible, we will call it that, so. All right, here's another example of what goes on in this country. And you can use this somewhere. Again, it's the difference between just regions in this country, and I'm sure it's probably similar in Australia because you're a large country as well. I have I grew up in the South, and we have something we term yard bird. We cook it and we eat yard bird. Is that like a pigeon? No. It's chicken. Uh, it's a name. Okay, chicken's a chook. You have 
No, God, because Ker- Colonel Sanders must have had trouble with that one. Because chickens, a lot of times, you have they're raised in a chicken yard, or a lot of people back when I was younger, even still, they just had the chickens running around their property. Mm-hmm. And so they were in your yard, yard bird. Mm-hmm. That was where the term came from. Interesting. But there so, you go. You learn something new every day. You know, I'm from further down. I'm from a little down south. And if somebody says we're going to have yard bird, I know what they mean. They're going to have chicken. You go up north and say you're going to have yard bird, and they're going, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> yep, <laughs> I agree. You know, they, what do you mean yard bird? I think it's also fairly common. Um, I think the term's used in some other parts of rural America, too. So, you know, it's just, it's the difference. Now, what do you call, uh, like, a Coca-Cola? What would you call that as a generic term? Uh, a Coke. So basic, basically, uh, Pepsi or any cola drink, we just term it as Coke. You don't use soft drink or... We use soft drink. Um, it, it, it depends. I mean, soft drink encompasses everything that's basically a fizzy water drink. Yeah, and, and that's what I mean. I, I was just curious. I don't know. I think there are different terms. Coke tends to be a term that's used... Uh, in some parts of the country that represent, you know, any type of soft drink. In other parts, it means Coke, as mm-hmm. in Coca-Cola. Um, and if you go further south, you have a Coca-Cola or you got a Pepsi-Cola. You have either one. So we don't go Pepsi-Cola. It's just Pepsi. Yeah, or if you go to certain parts, like around here, you get an RC-Cola. You ever had an RC-Cola? Really cold cola? No, RC, it's a brand. Royal yeah. Crown Cola. Yeah, but RC, really cold. No. RC, Royal Crown. Never heard of it because we don't get it out here. And then so there's, for me, then, it's really cold. And then there's, you know, all the other brands and stuff like, like say I'm going to have a knee high or something like that and things like that. So, you know, it's, it's very different. So, I mean, the different words between here... now. You and I had a conversation last Easter about some of the things, too, and I'm trying to remember about the differences that we discussed then. And I was trying, there was one thing that, that made me laugh, and I was trying to remember what it was. Crap. Old age sucking up my brain here. I can't remember well, what well, it is. It did. certainly wasn't crap, because crap in every language means the same thing. Ah, oh, crap! Or store high in transit. Huh? Store high. Oh, shit! (laughs) Don't confuse me, Kevin. It's so easy. Anyway. (laughs) I know. I'm a bit worried about that. Yeah. But, I mean, it it is always interesting to see the different different vernaculars and the different words that are used in uh, just in English itself. Mm -hmm. The different spellings and stuff like that. You know, I remember first coming across the different spellings of color, and I'm going, what's a color? Because <laughs> I was pronouncing the U, and I'm going, what the hell is that? What was, I tell you what was amusing, when I was very young, I believe I was in second or third grade, so this is the late 60s, um, we had a student that transferred in, again, I grew up in a very small town, 
there were only about 400 and some people in the town I grew up in. And we had a student that transferred in, Andrew was his name, and he was from the UK. Talk about a culture shock on both sides of the fence for this poor kid. <laughs> Lord, that po- I felt so sorry for that poor boy at times. And it was just like, you know, how he ever, he was only there for a year or so, but I think he stayed in this country. But it, it was just a culture shock for this poor kid coming over here and trying to get used to, you know, everything. He'd gone to a couple of years of primary school over in the UK, and now suddenly he's thrown into a small rural country school you know, with, you know, I, there probably was what, maybe, oh, 200, 250 students in the whole school that we were in and all that. So it was, it was quite a culture shock for poor Andrew. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it would be. Jeez, that, and that'd be hard being a kid too, because you've got to unlearn what you've already learned. Um, you know, as an adult, you can adapt a little bit easier, but as a kid, that would be really hard to, to, uh, sort of come to a new culture. I'd, I'd assume I, I you know i've never done it of course well no that's interesting because i know somebody that emigrated at about the time they were 12 or 13 from one country to another and they believe that because they did it when they were around 12 years old it was okay they could make the transition but they said if they'd been you know 13 14 years old it would have been way more difficult on them because they would have been far more settled in mm-hmm. culture. And even now it's hard for them to maintain their native culture, but they're very, uh, and, they're, and I'm not talking to the United States either, but I'm not going to go into the details there, but it's, it's very, it's very difficult, you know, or would, they felt it would be very, because when they go back to their native culture to see what little families left there, they stand out like a sore thumb. Hmm. Wow. Even though they transitioned over here, speak the language fluently. But when they go back, they said they stand out like a sore thumb. Rather incredible, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, you know, and and the the differences in culture and the way you people act in public and things like that, you know, from one place to another. Growing up in a country that's very crowded versus – Emigrating to a country where they were used to the wide open spaces and stuff like that, you know, it was quite a culture shock to go back to where they came from. Yeah, <laughs> and you would you you wouldn't think it would be that much. So, but yeah, it it is interesting. Language, we are two people separated by a common language. We are indeed, but what we're not separated by is our love for Batman. Batman. I have to tell you before we get started, you've seen pictures of our newest cat, the little kitten we got. Oh, yes, yes. We've nicknamed her Bat Kitty. Because if you look at her face, she's got like that little mask that comes down over her eyes where it's black and then white underneath. Oh, that's funny. Bat Kitty. <laughs> so every once in a while when she'll be running around the house, I'll just sit there and go, no, 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 Bat Kitty. <laughs> Bless her little heart. But yes, Batman, I I put this subject up there because I have been getting reinvigorated into the Batman movies. Hadn't watched a lot of them for years. And then my oldest has gotten big, big time into Batman. Matter of fact, last year for a gift, not Christmas, uh, I received the original 1966 Batman movie. You and I talked about it. 
very kitschy, very campy type of movie, but still fun to watch. I mean, one of the best scenes is Batman running around trying to get rid of that bomb. You just can't catch a break. <laughs> um, but then we've been watching all the other Batman movies. Uh, I forget whether it's A&E or one of the channels here in the United States has been running them all. We've been watching Batman, Batman Returns, um, all the movies. And I'm always interested to see. It's It's very weird to me how some people like some of the movies, you know, they like the Dark Knight Rises. They don't like that. Um, but what made me think to put this in there was last night we watched Catwoman, the one with Holly Berry. Now, see, you don't like it. Now, it wasn't the greatest movie. I'll give you that. But it was okay. I enjoyed it. It did take a whole other storyline from what I'm used to with Catwoman. But um, it was still interesting. So... I didn't mind it. I'll have to say that. But of all the Batman movies, and we'll exclude Catwoman, that's why I brought that up, and I'll set that one aside, even though it's technically part of the whole series of movies. What is your least favorite of all of them? Least favorite? Wow, that's an interesting one. And uh, let's see. I've got to say... And unfortunately, this is this is the one with Uma Thurman in. This is Batman and Robin, my least favorite. And uh, so the reason why I say it's a shame that Uma Thurman is in it is because she's a brilliant actress and a hottie, and let's just put it this way. She makes this movie watchable for me. The rest of it is just, ah, uh, Schwarzenegger, go away. <laughs> uh, as Mr. Freeze. It just... Uh, it, I don't know. I just, I, I've never really liked Robin as a character. Um, he's just never. He he sat okay with me. I, I think in the original TV series and certainly in the original movie. But in in this one, uh, Chris O'Donnell just seemed to act like such a punt so much of the time and such a whingy, whiny little guy that it's like, oh man, no, I I don't want to watch this. So yeah, out of all of them. Uh, Batman and Robin would definitely be my my least favorite. Now, see, I can I can deal with Batman and Robin okay, um, because I think Clooney did a good Batman. He did. Um, I'll, I'll give him that. He did do a good Batman, but just he, having to deal with Schwarzenegger and Chris O'Donnell being a little bit, you know, whingy and whiny, it, it just. It didn't really work for me. Yeah, it. I, I, yeah, I didn't particularly care for that one. I think probably though my least favorite is Val Kilmer's Batman. Ah, okay. So in Batman Forever, you know, I like Batman Forever kind of. I mean, that one had Chris O'Donnell in it too. So, um, you know, the Robin characters in both of those movies. Um, maybe I liked it because Nicole Kidman's in this one. Um, yes, I choose my movie based on actresses I like. Don't, don't, uh, you know, criticize me for that. I'm a man. Uh, <laughs> I can't help it. <laughs> judge him. Don't judge me. Please don't judge me. Um, you know what? I actually liked Val Kilmer as, as Batman. I, I thought he did a good job. Michael Keaton as the original Batman in the, the 89 movie. Great. I thought he was brilliant. Batman Returns? Ah, he wasn't that good. It was more about Danny DeVito's role as as, uh, Penguin. 
But that was Danny DeVito was the quintessential penguin. Oh yeah, he, no one else could have played that role. He was the and and I think we we all liked that one and liked it mainly. I mean, we liked uh, what's his face as Batman, but we did like Danny DeVito as a penguin. Was just like this dude's awful because my kids had mainly seen him in that movie Matilda and some other comedy movies, and mm-hmm. then they see they go, "Wow, <laughs> what a difference." Yeah, it, it is a difference, and he did do a great job. I just, I didn't really like the story in it that much, and I think that's what turned me off uh, that Batman film. But look, I, I own all of them on Blu-ray. I've got the, the Blu-ray uh, anthology box set. Um, and look, they're, they're good movies to watch back-to-back, uh, but it does take me a while to actually get momentum up to watch it. Whereas uh, the Dark Knight series is absolutely brilliant. I absolutely love The Dark Knight. I think probably the the, the 89 to 97 run of Batman was more a family affair, in my opinion. It was more, okay, kids and adults alike can get into it and like it. Whereas Batman Returns was, in my opinion, a homage to the original audience of the 1960s uh, television show and, and so forth. That that audience that has stuck with Batman all the way through from its origins uh, as the comic book and, and as, as it sort of progressed. And I feel that doing the darker storylines really helped to bring it back to a, a situation where adults, and your age, my age, wouldn't then feel embarrassed by saying we saw the Dark Knight. And I, I don't want to say that we felt embarrassed by watching the other anthology series, but, you know, it, it they were more... more for a younger demographic, I feel. Uh, whereas I, I, I won't let my kids watch uh, the Dark Knight series at all. They're not allowed to go near it. Um... And that's a shame for Nicholas because he adores Batman. But it, I've, I, I love those films, and it's just it's too out there for him. It's the age of six. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm well aware how much Nicholas enjoys uh, Batman. The, um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm getting reinvigorated into watching that. I mean, I got hooked on the the Iron Man stuff, as I say. I got the Iron Man trilogy for Christmas, which um, I love. I got to watch. I rewatched everything. I think I need to watch Iron Man two again to get to make sure I've watched everything the same amount of times. There's a little bit of my OCD kicking in there. Yes, I'm not alone. You have to do that. If you, if you watch them out sequence, then you got to go back and rewatch them, and, and that's the pun the ass that George Lucas screwed up Star Wars with. Well, no, I don't have to watch them in sequence. I just have to watch them the same amount of times. I can't watch one more times than I watch the other one. Okay, so you put a twist on it. I'm, it's a, it's a, like a little purple nurple twist there on it. So um, yeah, it's 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 a twist. So that's I want to make sure I evenly watch them all. I don't want to overly wear out any one movie. I like that. He doesn't want to wear out a disc. <laughs> the funny thing is, back in the VHS days, that was a real thing. You could wear out the tape if you played it too often. And and that's where that I think comes from. With back. Back in the time, and you know, because I still have, and I we still watch some VHS, ta- a lot of VHS tapes we have, because actually they're holding up. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you 
start to go bad, I'll replace them with DVDs of, you know, just, you know, the remastered or whatever the hell it ends up being. I won't worry about that, but, um, I, I will replay, but we do watch a lot of the tapes and yeah, there's one tape that you remind me of that I haven't watched for a while. Yeah. Which one was that? Star Trek two. Ah, the wrath of Khan. You know what, Kevin? I, I hadn't watched it for a while either. It's probably been, uh, God knows a year, two years, something like that since I saw it last. And the, the week before I'd watched the motion picture because you got to watch it in sequence or I do anyway. Um, so I, I literally watch everything Star Trek and story arc sequence. That's why you must watch Enterprise before the original series. Then you must watch the animated series before you jump onto the movies. The story arc works that way. Watching it out of order is bad. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. But anyway, um, I've got to say, I, the Wrath of Khan and, and some people are going to kill me for this. Man, I was disappointed in it. Just, I, I think the new films, and, and, and specifically the 2009 uh, reboot, kind of, you know, changed that movie. It Whilst it paid homage to that movie, it really kind of destroyed it, in a way. Um, the the one thing that I, I kept finding is that it was just unbelievable. It's like Chekhov had the, the little creature go into his ear, of course, and into his brain and so forth, and then... You know, later on throughout the scene, after he's lost his mind and he's been controlled by Khan, you know, he's laying there and, and completely, basically dead. And, and then the, the little worm comes out of the air and all the blood comes coming out of the air. Anyway, so you think, okay, Chekhov, they killed him. All right, whatever. Um, and then he comes back and he, <laughs> and towards the end of the movie, he, he's back and taking out revenge. And it's like, um, Really? Didn't he just die from, like, the first scene with Khan all the way through? He, he was on death row. No, they they kept him alive and kept him going. And I just, there's some elements like that that I go, really? You know, that's a little bit far-fetched, guys. You know, why why was that that way? Why wasn't it picked up in the script editing or something like that to, to actually kill him off? Because Chekhov wasn't in the animated series. Uh, Walter Kronig, I can't get his surname, Kevin. Sorry? Kronig. Yeah, your audio is very bad at the moment for some reason. No, we're having that Skype issue where Skype's been a bitch again. Uh, Anyway, uh, Kronig. So, yeah. So, uh, he wasn't in the animated series at all, um, but he wrote one of the episodes of the animated series. So he's still, he's been in there the whole way through, essentially in in some way, shape or form. But it just seemed to me that they brought his character into this film and then put him through all this stuff and then didn't kill him. But, well, then I suppose they killed Spock at the end of the movie and then look at what happened in the search for Spock. That's Star Trek, I guess, you know. What can you say? Yeah, but now here's the thing. You're talking about how far-fetched that is. The, the original, <clears throat> excuse me, the Star Trek, the motion picture, where they're going out hunting V'ger. That was out- cool, man. That's the greatest story of all time. It, it's brilliant because it's based on a, a real product that the world has launched into space, the Voyager, of course. And, and it's, 
Okay, it, it's far-fetched, I'll grant that, but we don't know what's out there. That's highly possible. Well, maybe. But of all the... I mean, I enjoyed that movie for the fact that the cast was back together. You know, being a Trekkie, I enjoyed it. it the story could have been anything. It could have been about finding a gumball that had alien intelligence in it. It wouldn't have mattered. They were all back together again. That's all that mattered to me. Um, I enjoyed Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. I really enjoyed uh, Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock. Uh, the Voyage Home, I think, was probably one of my favorite ones. Uh, and partially because I know somebody that was an extra in that movie. Ooh, so, I cool. mean, that, that was kind of the cool thing there. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I The Wrath of Khan, I like that movie. I just, that whole thing about shooting people out into space and pretending they don't exist anymore, it's kind of almost Planet of the Apes-like, you know? There's that whole thing about they go out and they time-traveled, so to speak, and they come back, and, you know, I, I don't know. I like it. You know, you and I will have to differ on that one. Feature. Yeah. Vija was awesome. I mean, that, that that that's every time I watch it, I just get a buzz uh, from that one. And and sometimes I think they should have stopped there. They should have made that as the final Star Trek from the original series, rather than uh, go through to what ended up being Generations. Which oh, Shatner, why didn't he give up? Well, you know, sometimes you've got to beat a horse till it's dead, then turns it into glue, then the glue's used in a cheap kid's picture, and so on and so forth. That's incredible. You know, the, I think the other reason, too, uh, why I uh, I was a bit disappointed in Wrath of Khan was my copy on, on DVD, the sound, uh, it doesn't give you any sound options to change, so it's the default sound option, which is supposedly 5.1 surround, but it's only recorded, at, or it's only uh, delivered at like 448 kilobits per second for six-channel sound, which is absolute crap. Uh, but the, the audio quality was pitiful. It was just really, really bad. I've got actually, I'm, going, I'm in the process of replacing some of the DVDs that I really love, like my Star Treks, uh, with Blu-ray, uh, so that I can get that uncompressed audio. And I've just got to see, I've got to do some reviews and see what they've actually done to the uh, to, to the audio. Because they did, when they did the DVD, the DVD copy was a version that they'd previously mastered for, I think, VHS release. But when they went back to do the, the Blu-ray copy, they went back to the original source files, and I believe it's got 7.1 surround sound on it. So that should be... A, a big improvement. Yeah. I, you know, now I'm going to have to watch, uh, try between now and next week to watch the wrath of Khan, um, find my VHS copy of it. I know it's around here somewhere. Um, yeah, and, and, then, and then the search for Spock as well. Cause I'll, I'll try and watch that in the next week or so, uh, again, and, uh, we can have a little conversation on it. Convo on that. That yeah. sounds, you know, I, I just hope that we don't get sued from the guys across at the, uh, Oh, what, what's the podcast, Kevin? Please help me. Sci-Fi Tech Talk? No, 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 they'd be fine. Mission Log Podcast? Thank you, Mission Log, yeah, because, you know, if we talk too much about... Look, they're all on my, my Downcast app, and I don't look at them, I just play them in sequence when they come in. Oh, I had to do a bad thing the other day. You had to remove one? No, because I got... 
because I had I was off on vacation during uh, the Christmas break and all that. Um, I got behind on, on a lot of my podcasts. Ah, uh, podcast bankruptcy. Had to declare bankruptcy on a lot of them, and then I'm um, even doing that, and it broke my heart to do that. I'm now listening to shows that came out after Christmas or right around the first of the year in a lot of cases. So it broke my heart to do that, but otherwise I was just going to get further and further behind. Mm-hmm. I know the feeling. Too many good shows, and uh, you know what? NAMP's coming back this week too. I should uh, let you know and NAMP, not another Mac podcast. I mean, I, I know I've been on a little hiatus there, Kevin, but God, he's forgotten me already. <laughs> No, I'm yanking your chain, dude. You know that. <laughs> yes. So, uh, no, it's it's coming back this week. We're going to have some good discussions. We're actually going to talk, uh, for anyone who is interested in the Pure Audio Blu-ray, we're going to talk a little bit more about that. I've got Tim Shadden coming on the show. But we're not going to talk about that format specifically. But we're going to talk about what the future of audio delivery should be. So, uh, are we going to get high-definition streaming or high-definition downloads from Apple in the wake of what's happened at CES 2014, where there's been a lot of news uh, coming out, especially from Sony, about high-definition streaming, high-definition downloads, uh, and high-definition portable players. Is Apple going to uh, jump up and, and take this on? Because obviously they've got the mastered for iTunes stuff, which behind the scenes they've got high-quality masters, Will we see it in 2014? So it's going to be an interesting conversation. Uh, that's just one of the topics. So uh, if you haven't checked out Not Another Mac Podcast or you deleted it because I hadn't been doing shows on a regular basis, please resubscribe. We're coming back. It'll be every week. And, uh, yeah, so I, I hope that you look forward to it. I shall look forward to it with bated breath. Well, not, not that bated because oh, that would smell a little bit. I'll try need that kind of bait <laughs> fantastic hey kevin one thing i want to let you know just before we go now that you've got that new big screen tv um i'm sure you listened to adam christensen's mac cast and you may have heard uh of the ht guys through there uh adam often has um a guy come in from the ht guys podcast aria darian i think boy i'm, I'm butchering his name apologies for that uh but Look up the HT Guys uh, podcast or, or just go to htguys.com and there they've got all the information you could ever want to know about, you know, what type of Blu-ray player is good, what type of sound system is good, what type of Blu-rays or DVDs sound the best. Uh, they look at the, the mastering of, of different things and it's really, it, it's one of those shows that I've uh, I've listened to over the years, not consistently all the time. What I do with those guys is I have a look and, and see the, the topic list that they have. And if I like the topics, then I, uh, I, I give the show a listen. If I feel the topics are out of my uh, area of knowledge or area of interest, then I tend to, to give it a miss. But seriously, give them a, a, a check out. It's, uh, it's a good show and they do a great show. And, and they speak in common terms, which is... When you're talking about high-end video gear, high-end audio gear, talking in basic human terms is hard, and these guys master it. So definitely check it out. Oh, I will. I'll have to do Yeah, no. Oh, crap. I'll have to eliminate... I got this NAMP show I haven't had many lately. Maybe I'll have to eliminate it from my playlist to make room for this one. <laughs> yeah, what are you going to do? It's the way it is. Doesn't matter. 
no, I'll have to admit, I, I, I will put it in. Yeah, that's the only problem with working some of the short weeks and then being off and stuff like that. My primary podcast listening is as I commute, which gives me, you know, anywhere from 10 hours on an average week up to as much as 14, 15 hours a week that I can listen to audio podcasts. So I do like, I do like me a lot of audio podcasts. But the one that I go to sleep to when I'm listening to, which is that's the one that I don't, you know, I don't listen to while I'm driving because I don't want to fall asleep. And let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen, that was not a Skype error. That was Kevin purposely hitting the mute button. And I bet he said, geekiest show ever. I bet he doesn't listen to us. I listen to us when we go to sleep, when I go to sleep. Boy, that sounded weird. So you listen while we sleep? Um, I don't know as I want to have this conversation now, Kevin. <laughs> Socially awkward moment, can we say? <laughs> Very. And I started it, which is... <laughs> Stupid Mark. He's turning a couple shades of red here, folks, if you can see that. <laughs> well, they won't. And until next week... Uh, well, yeah, we're... Towards the end of the show, Jess, I, I, I see you've made me lose my train of thought, Kevin. I'm sorry about that. The so easily r- lost, though, you know. It's yeah, you're, it doesn't take much to flip your switch on the train tracks of life, does it? Oh, speaking of train tracks, and I, I know that we've got to go and say bye to the listeners, but I uh, yesterday cleaned up and cleaned out our our train set. And Nicholas, he's over the moon. He's loving it, and we're we're going to rebuild it, and we we're going to build it. In, in the way Nicholas wants it, because it's, of course, his train set. So, uh, shut up, Kevin. <laughs> it's my kids' train sets. <laughs> anyway, he, he's having fun. And um, so, yes, we've got Thomas going around, and we've got the Toy Story train. We've got to actually send that in for repair. So, uh, she's not going too well, that train, but uh, very nice train nonetheless. So, uh I'll let you know how that goes in the coming weeks and, and all the different little doodackies that we buy because I've, I've been told by Nicholas we go go to the hobby shop and this and that. and Yeah, cute kid. He, he keeps a list of what I have to do now. Good man. I like him. Yeah. Yeah, he keeps me honest. When I say I'll do something, he actually makes sure I do. I wrote it down. It, it's on the pad. <laughs> You didn't do it. It's written right here, Dad. Yes, I know. It's actually bad now that they can do that because uh, I have to actually do stuff. But you know what? I love doing stuff with them anyway. So I just wish I had more time. I wish you could just pause life, uh, you know, for a couple of hours to spend time with your kids and your family more. It would be a wonderful feature. If anyone can figure out how to pause life for a couple of hours, we will pay you. We will give you all our money. Kevin, you blinked. And there's a silence in the show. I paused. It's an awkward pause, right? So that was the awkward pause at the end where everyone just thought, what? what's happened to them? And or some people would have gone, oh, thank God, they're finally gone, especially that annoying little Aussie guy. God, he talks. He talks some crap, doesn't he? Probably that pause made Gaz wake up because he suddenly woke up from the silence. <laughs> so he just, he, he likes my soulful tones. That's all, Kevin. Uh, dulcet tones, I think, is the word you're looking for. Yeah, either way it works. Kevin, where can the listeners find out more about you? 
they can find me over on some damn social network. No, wait a minute. I'm sorry. They can find me over on twitter.com forward slash B-I-G underscore I-N underscore V-A, occasionally over on app.net, and occasionally over on Google Plus as forward slash Kevin Alder. Fantastic. And for anything relating to me, including how to find me on social networks, just head across to markgraintree.com. Well, thank you for listening and putting up with us yet again. It's been a pleasure as always. Well, from my side of the fence anyway, I can't speak for Kevin. But until next week, take care. And between now and next week, don't forget to hug a geek. And Kevin just put his middle finger up at me. Isn't he rude? Isn't he just so rude? Bye, everyone! Bugger you. (laughs) Here we go! Curious about Nintendo? Well, check out the Nintendo Club podcast. This podcast is done twice a week. We dive into all things Nintendo. We dive into retro. We dive into current games, what we're playing, what cool Nintendo news is going on. Check it out here at the Spotlight Network, the Nintendo Club podcast. We broadcast this live out every Sunday evening starting at 8 p.m. Eastern. Check out the NintendoClubPodcast.com website for more information.